Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It is the Friday, January 7th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got some college football to discuss on today's show. Lots of news and whatnot. We do have an NFL tidbit that we'll talk about. Uh, Chris, I'm going to skip the Baker Mayfield talk. Uh, but before we get into a rundown, anything like that, what in the world is going on with Antonio Brown, man? Like, have you seen all the stuff no, I mean, that's come out to, like on, on Thursday? I'm, no, I've seen nothing on Thursday. We record this on Thursday. I've, I've worked all day. I have no idea. So yesterday he released uh, something. Um, Something, he said his side of it. Yeah, yeah, his side of I was injured. They knew I was injured. They wanted me to play anyway, da 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 And then Bruce Arians came back and said he was cleared. He said he was good to go. This was just because he didn't get uh, enough touches in the game. And then he starts coming back and forth with, uh, what? what's the guy that works with Alex Guerrero, right? That's, uh, that's Tom Brady's guy for the TB12 stuff. Like, apparently yep. he paid $100,000 to Alex and only got like half of the the workouts he was guaranteed or something. I don't know what the exact deal was, but it, it, basically he's airing all of his dirty laundry now. And I have to think this was just in an effort for him to be released from the Bucks, which he now has been. So how how did things get so twisted in this instance, is it just an Antonio Brown thing, or is do you think there's maybe more going on with the Bucks? No, it's 100% just an Antonio Brown thing. It's nobody else. It's nothing else. It's just this guy's crazy. This guy's insane. He really okay? is. And, and, when he's, and when he's playing at the elite level, you deal with insanity. The Steelers dealt with it for, what, eight, nine years? Yeah, it was almost a decade. It was the, the juice was worth the squeeze. And 
you know, Tom Brady wanted him because his supporting cast when he was in New England was just hot garbage other than Gronk, and Gronk couldn't stay healthy. And so, and, and Julian obviously couldn't stay healthy, which, which is why they were garbage. Um, and, and so he wanted AB. And as soon as he went to Tampa, he wanted AB because he could produce. But, but once he stopped being able to produce, his crazy doesn't change. You just deal with it. And then now you can't deal with it anymore. Yeah. And it seems to be a lot of money stuff with him, which is weird. The guy should have made a ton of money. Now, he's pissed away a lot of money. He had like $39, $29 million from the Raiders that if he just showed up to practice and shut his mouth, he'd have gotten all of that money. But so he pissed that away. Now he's getting caught with this fake vaccine card because he won't pay his, uh, his, his chef. And now he's bitching about $100,000 for Alex Guerrero. Like, if you're paying a hundred grand for workouts, bro, like, you can't nickel and dime this stuff, man. Like, nobody in the world outside of extreme professional athletes pays hundreds of grand for, for a workout. Yeah. But it no, all you're, seems you're to be around right. money. Yes. He had a million dollars worth of incentives that were right in front of his face. And to say he wasn't getting touches, when did he storm out? It was after halftime, right? Yeah, it was after halftime. So the first half of the game, he got five targets. He just dropped all of them. Like, at some point in time, you can't go 0 for 5 and then get pissed off that you're not getting any more touches. Like, that ain't how it's going to work. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, you get the opportunities. You got to make the plays. And then they're if you trying the to put him in the game. You know, like, <laughs> you're mad because they're not getting enough touches. Well, how do you get touches if your ass don't get in the game? It's just nuts. The whole thing is crazy. Like, none of this math makes sense, but that's because you're trying to make sense of something from a moron, from an insane person. Yeah, we've talked about him a lot, on, it really in the past, like, two years, and it's just one thing after another. Like, how how ridiculous was it that he he left, and everybody was talking about, oh, he left and immediately hopped a plane, and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, on Monday night, like, he was back in an NBA arena uh, with his mask on, sitting courtside. I mean, like, what are we talking well, about? He was, still, he was still in New York. He wasn't just in the NBA arena. He was in Brooklyn. Yeah, no, he was in Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, just insane. Uh, so I don't know what to make of it. I, I would actually imagine that the Bucks will probably be better off uh, without him. You know, they are missing a lot of their wide receiving core right now, but uh, even still. Look, I don't, I don't know that they're better without him because he was still a talent, and there were times where he was still an asset. And, you know, you know, at the end of the day, he was never a distraction to anybody else. It seemed like Tom has just become oblivious to all distractions. And, you know, Evans and all the other guys on offense just seem to do what they got to do. And if he's there, great. And if he's not, great. And if he's freaking out, great. Like, they just seem to keep rolling no matter if he's there or not. So I don't, I don't know that, like, if they go on a run, like, oh, look how much better they are without AB. Well, yeah, but we kind of expect them at the end of the year to go on a run anyway, right? Yeah, no, that's true. That is true. So I don't know that he has any effect, positive or negative. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. You might be right. I, I tend, I was looking at it from a uh, addition by subtraction kind of thing, but uh, with the way that that locker room is constituted and who the coaches are, yeah, I mean, it, what you're saying yeah, makes absolute sense. I don't think any of that sense. shit matters. I, I think they're fine. And here's the deal, though. The, the problem is that they start falling off. 
it, it, it won't. It will be a negative in the sense of outside of Evans, man, they, they don't have a lot of options. Okay, Fournette's yeah. hurt again. I don't know if he's going to be back this week or not. Um, like they they don't have a whole lot of options. Tommy Tommy doesn't have the toys he's used to playing with. Hopefully, he, he can keep Evans healthy and uh, and Fournette can get back because that's what they're going to need to go on a run. Uh, you have certainly got that right. All right, uh, let's talk about this right quick. The New York Times has purchased The Athletic. Now, The Athletic has been on the block for uh, quite some time. They bought them for $550 million. That is a lot of money. The Athletic has had a ton of subscribers sign up and whatnot. Most people get in when they do their you know dollar-a-month deal, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's... This is a very interesting business decision because typically a sports journalism uh, company would be bought by uh, either a gambling company or somebody else that would have a vested interest in sports. The New York Times is the same journalistic company, the same newspaper company, basically, that awarded the national championship in 2020 in college football to UConn because they decided not to play over the pandemic. Uh, this is this is a weird purchase just on its face. Did you have any thoughts about what is going on with uh, with New York Times buying The Athletic? No, and, and I find it to be strange because we, we've talked about this on the show one time. You and I have talked about it multiple times off air. The, the Athletic business model was we're going to work at a loss. They've never made money ever a day in their life. And and we're going to work at a loss. We're going to operate at a loss. And we're going to hemorrhage money over and over and over again just to get as many subscribers as we can just so somebody will buy us. And at, I, I've never understood that business model. I've owned several businesses. I run and operate several businesses. That doesn't make sense to me because I don't understand the value of subscribers. But at the same time, obviously somebody at the New York Times thought, well, this is this is a good deal. We should We should do this. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't know how buying a business that doesn't make any money um, for an obscene amount of money is worth anything. Uh, but, I mean, I guess if you can turn all those people into New York Times subscribers, that would be great. But I don't know that you're doing that because I, I can't believe the majority of, of all of the, the sports, you know, guys out there that are, that are subscribing to the Atlantic are the same people that, give a damn about the New York Times not that that's good or bad it's just those two things aren't aren't always the same you Agreed. know yeah no it, it doesn't it, it that's the problem that I have with it is uh, are they just going to try and roll the athletic staff into the New York Times staff and that way they provide more for their New York Times subscribers and hopefully all the people from the athletic will then turn over or do they just keep the athletic and try and find a way to monetize it because I don't know how you monetize it without ads, right? Oh, I mean, other than charging more per subscription, and when you do that, you're going to lose subscribers. Like, I don't know how much the written word is really worth in today's media market. So the reason the shame. New York, I mean, the reason the athletic is only reason it's got the subscriber base it's got is because it's been so cheap. Yes, that's it. That's that's literally the only reason. If you if you try to start selling it at what you would, you know, sell, you know, SI or something like that, then then I think I think you're gonna lose a substantial amount of those subscribers in just a blip, man. Oh yeah. 
I mean, there's. I think they're all going to disappear. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. So, uh, a lot of questions about it. I don't know exactly what they will do with it now, but that was uh, big media news for Thursday, for sure. The next thing I want to hit on before we get into, uh, well, really, this is all college football from here on. Charlie Batch, you remember the old Detroit, uh, Detroit Lions quarterback? Yep. Played at Eastern Michigan. He sent out a tweet on January 5th, and he said, uh, hey, Caleb Williams, like it tagged him on Twitter, said, have you considered Eastern Michigan? And he said, if not, you should. Game Above Capital is prepared to pay you $1 million for one year. And then he said, are you ready to be an Eagle? And he tagged ESPN, CBS, uh, NBC, Fox Sports, Barstool, et cetera, et cetera. I, I love this. I absolutely love this. Because somebody like Caleb Williams, who is a massive five-star whatever going from Oklahoma to Eastern Michigan would send shockwaves through the sport. We saw it with Travis Hunter, who was slated, he was committed to go to Florida State, the number one recruit in the country, and then he goes back to Jackson State, right? Uh, If you get Caleb Williams to go to Eastern Michigan, even if you have to pay for him, right, which I think the majority of these places are, I think it kind of changes the game a little bit. Now, I don't know that Caleb Williams by himself could make Eastern Michigan, you know, some dynasty program, uh, whatever. Like, I don't think he could make them a superior program, but I think he could make them a MAC-winning team. I think he could absolutely do something along those lines. So this is where the NIL stuff really comes into play. And there's a lot of people that have responded. Uh, uh, CFB Focus jumped in and said, that's not how NIL was intended to be used. Uh, I'll be thrilled when they put regulations on this. These ridiculous offers will have to stop. Uh I don't. I don't have a problem with this. The kid's going to make money no, wherever he goes. This is exactly how NIL is supposed to work. Yes. This is exactly how the hell do you think it's supposed to work? <laughs> Kids are just supposed to pick the school that they want to go to by the love of their school, and then and then we those people can pay them if they want. No, no. You have a service. You have the right to sell your service. Okay. You you bring something of value. You have a free market, an open market, and people who want that service can get it. All right? I appreciate that. Now, let's get down to the honest nuts and bolts of this. Nobody in Caleb Williams' situations would take a billion dollars when they know they'll get something from somewhere else. So let's say it's not even that. Let's say it's 250 k okay? So you're turning down $750,000, all right, to go play somewhere else. But okay. he's thinking of the NFL. And he said when he talked about leaving – Oklahoma and entering the transfer portal, I am going to find a school that has the opportunity to prepare me for the NFL. Okay? And if they're not doing that at Eastern Michigan, then he ain't picking you because you're offering a lot of money because somebody else is going to offer some money and it's still going to be a lot. And I'll tell you this, there's a chance he gets a million dollar offer from a lot of other places too. But that, that let's say he doesn't get a million. Do you do you forego the right to be prepared to learn under somebody who is known for putting people in the NFL for a quick million bucks? I wouldn't, personally. I, well, I wouldn't either. And the reason is, is because, A, somebody else is going to get you money, too. They might not get you to a million, but people have gotten a million, so I don't know that they can't get you to a million. 
but, exactly. but even then, it doesn't matter. You know, they'll get you something. Oh, yes. No, 100%. Uh, Game Above Capital, by the way, uh, it says, uh, you go to the website, Impact Fund for Environmental and Sustainability Solutions. It says, a $50 million impact fund. Our mission is to be a resource of capital for well-established companies working vigorously to preserve our natural resources and bring forth innovative solutions in sustainability. I don't know what Caleb Williams would have anything to do with that. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can advertise for anything. I mean, what what does DJ Uangalele have to do with um with with Dr Pepper? Like nothing. He's just a kid. Yeah. Okay. And Dr Pepper is just a brand, and you're you're now a spokesperson for this brand. Okay. The, the only thing I would, and, and really, it's a free market, so you can do whatever the hell you want. All right. Oh yeah. The only thing I would caution these kids about. Think about the companies that you're going to take money for and have to be a spokesperson for and tout for, okay? Like, I'm now almost a 40-year-old man, and the things that bother me in this world are very different than the things that would have bothered me when I was younger, okay? Like, I thought nothing about wars or anything like that, but today I do, all right? And I'm, and I'm pretty, pretty substantially anti-war. And so if a company like Raytheon, like I wouldn't even, I would tell you this, I would openly sit out of my bowl game if, 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 if the only bowl game we got was the Lockheed Martin bowl game, okay? I, I, I would do that. I would do that, and I would make it abundantly clear out of protest. I don't think Lockheed Martin's a good company. I think all they do is make bombs and destroy people. And I just want these kids to think, a lot of people are going to offer you a lot of money, all right? Think about what these people do, Okay. Like, and it's just a moral thing. And if you don't have those morals and you don't have those views, then take whatever money you want. I don't give a damn. I would just say, I would give thought to it at first, you know, because because there's going to be a lot of people to offer you a lot of money. I mean, that's obviously seem to be good dudes and, and seem to be doing well. But, I mean, if you do some research on it and figure out they're like some big shell company for a bunch of oil tycoons, then, you know, you might want to say, hey, I don't want to take that million bucks, you know? <laughs> Because it's not like somebody else's. This is the problem. We see the million dollars. If let's say he picked a different school, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, he turned down a million bucks." Did he? Did he? Because we don't know what the other school is coming up with to pay him. Because they haven't, they haven't publicly put it out. Exactly. It's uh, everybody talks about. Uh, let's go back to Cam Newton, right? Now that's not exactly above board nil kind of stuff, but. Uh, they're saying that Cam Newton turned down what one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. One hundred eighty million. One hundred eighty. Sorry, yeah. One hundred eighty thousand dollars from Mississippi State. That was that was a definitive number that we have proof that he walked away from. Okay. Yes. So when people say he got paid two hundred sixty thousand from Auburn, I completely understand that because he didn't turn the one eighty down for nothing. <laughs> yes, you're one hundred percent right. One hundred percent right. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, Caleb Williams, of course, there's been all this stuff going on. Uh, Jack Mack from uh, Unnecessary Roughness, which is Barstool's college football podcast, uh, he has been all over this on Instagram. Apparently, Caleb Williams is dating a girl that goes to school at North Carolina, and he's popped up in her Instagram stories and whatnot lately. So, it, who knows? If he ends up in North Carolina, you know that there was a connection there. Uh, who knows where he's going to go at this point? Every- I, I'm going to tell you. He's going to end up somewhere with a great offensive-minded coach, whether that be the head coach or the OC, that historically has put guys in the NFL. Just trust me on that, okay? That's that's my opinion. 
right? I think he's going to end up somewhere where a quarterback coach of some sort has history of putting guys in the league because that's his big-time goal. Do you okay? think, uh, I don't know that winning the national championship matters at the end of the day if you can't yeah. get to the next level. All right, so so basically, I don't know that North Carolina would fit that bill. Like, that's Phil Longo and Matt Brown. Not, yeah. Now, 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 Sam is going to get drafted, and I think Sam's actually going to be a pretty decent NFL quarterback. I like him. I, I, I think he's good. I think they had a lot of flaws at North Carolina, and, oh, yeah. and I think this guy's a little bit of a gamer. Now, he, he came up real small on a couple of big opportunities that disappointed me. He's definitely not my first choice, and there's several guys I take above him. But but if he goes to a good situation, that it's not that they, they are not going to put somebody in the league. The problem is, is Caleb's not going to have the luxury of seeing where they put somebody in the league before he has to make this pick. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, my my best guess for Caleb Williams, just to go in and get this out there, again, I said it the other day. Uh, no, guys, USC. Everyone, that, USC. Okay, yeah, go, play for the, go play for the coach that originally recruited him and he played for That's uh, That's fine. That, 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 that's not fun at all. That's literally saying <laughs> I pick Alabama to win the national championship before the season started. Like, nobody wants to hear you say that, all right? Like, yeah. well, that's my official pick, and they won it. Okay, yeah, but that's the most boring thing in the world. So <laughs> let's just not give an opinion if that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, has Heupel gotten anybody into the NFL? Or Kiffin at this uh, point? I'd have to go back and see who all Heifel's quarterbacks were over the years. Uh, I don't know who he had under him at Oklahoma, and I don't remember all his guys at uh, at uh, USC, UCF, other than um, Mc, uh, Milton. Yeah, Mackenzie Milton and uh, and Dylan Gabriel were there. That's uh, eh, that's interesting. Interesting. I mean, he's been coaching for a long time. I'm sure somebody from Oklahoma got into the NFL. I yeah. just don't remember the years that he was there. Because Oklahoma's put a shit ton of quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't remember the years that he was there and when that mattered. Well, like, and then, of course, I, I, I'd have he to was, go back and look. He was fired from Oklahoma, so uh, who knows what to well, take from that. Matter. I mean, if he still put quarterbacks in the NFL, you can fire a guy. That's fine. Yeah. No, you're, uh, you're not wrong about that. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, let's talk about the SEC for a second. And turns out, back uh, not that long ago, the SEC added a $30 million buyout to their conference bylaws. And people are just now catching on to this, but now everybody is trying to figure out who in the world would you have put that in for? Like, who are they concerned about leaving the SEC now that this new contract is is about to be, you know, massive money for everybody, et cetera? But as we talked about, whenever Texas and Oklahoma came in, uh, there's not going to be enough wins for everybody, we don't think. Now, obviously, this year kind of proved that wrong. You got 14 teams. You got 13 of them into bowl games. But, you know, you bring in Oklahoma and Texas, you would imagine that's going to take some wins off the table for some teams. So, in your estimation, why do you think they tossed in this $30 million buyout? Is it just to secure the rights to, you know, leading into the ESPN deal? 
Well, yes, it did. Listen, why? People are so always trying to read extra stuff in. I'm sure this is normal language. I, the Big 12 obviously had a, a penalty for if you leave, right? Like yeah. every conference has a penalty for if you leave. I don't think it's because, oh, we're afraid that this team might leave and we better make sure we get some money because if they leave, our brand will go down. Like, they don't care about any of that stuff. If you break this contract, we got to go through a bunch of work of reworking schedules, refiguring this and refiguring that. There's a lot of work that has to be done. There's a lot of marketing material that we have to go out and pull down that's now obsolete and rebrand and all this other stuff. And so if you leave, it's going to cost you $30 million. Okay, not including the money that you're going to give up leaving the biggest cash cow in the country, but you owe all the other teams thirty million dollars. Yeah, when you like, when you think, look at it, I don't think he was thinking. Oh, maybe Auburn's sick of this and they're tired of the politics and they want to get out. Like I don't think anybody in the world like that didn't happen at all. Okay, everybody wants to be here. People are dying to get into the SEC. Okay, very doubtful that they would if that anybody would be leaving. I certainly believe that. This is just normal language that you put into a contract. If the contract is worth this much money, we think to break this contract, we're going to charge you this. Yeah, yeah. No, you uh, you were not wrong about that. Um, I don't know of anybody that would be trying to get out of this. Nobody. So, I mean, it's just the whole thing's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. I mean, crazy. all the SEC teams together would put in $30 million apiece to bounce Vanderbilt out if they could. But yep. they can't. So. Yeah, so this uh, it says the adjustments made to SEC bylaws in January 2021 were related to securing and distributing supplemental income to SEC members to help mitigate the financial impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on SEC athletics programs as announced in May. SEC presidents and chancellors unanimously appro- uh, approved the bylaw change, said Herb Vincent, the SEC Associate Commissioner for Communications. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really crazy. Like, the, the SEC didn't really have to worry about this before um now i guess with because they didn't have one before um but now they do have an exit fee and i mean there's not really a bunch of concern i would think the tv deal in the past sucked too so like they had a lot of things that didn't probably used to be in the contract that are going to be in the new one because it's the it's going to be the richest contract in the history of college sports yes yes you are not wrong So, so so that's why you have to have all the like you can't just backdoor deal and handshake deal all this shit like we got to act like grown-ups now okay and we like that we're this contract was originally drawn up by a bunch of rednecks from the south all right all right and and i know they represent a bunch of universities and so it's supposed to be this this influence of higher learning but trust me these guys aren't that smart all right they're just not okay they just threw this shit together well now we're corporate America, okay? We're we're a little bit more highfalutin than we used to be, and we gotta ha- make sure all our eyes are dotted and all our T's are crossed. And this is just what normal language has to be in contracts, okay? A lot of work's gonna go involved if one of you leaves, and therefore you gotta pay a tax for that because we're not doing all that work for free. Yeah, the thirty million mark, by the way. Um... So it has to do, it can go all the way up to $45 million depending upon when you leave, right? 30 is the, the least uh, if you just wait until the very last minute. And, you know, 45 if you want to leave immediately, like, that's what you got to pay. So, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense to, uh, to have it all on paper and whatnot. The fact that it wasn't before is kind of crazy. But when you were the 
uh, highest earning conference in the country, there was really no reason to worry about it. So now it's just actually written down on paper. So let's uh, let's talk about some transfers right quick. The first one I'll bring up, Zach Evans, five-star running back from TCU, has announced that he will be attending Ole Miss. He's going over to Lane Kiffin's offense. And this makes absolute perfect sense because Jerrion Ely and Snoop Connor both announced that they are leaving for the NFL draft. I think Evans is going to absolutely kill it at Ole Miss. He's going to be awesome in Oxford uh, in, in Kiffin's offense. I mean, he, he led the Big 12 in yards per rush this year. He's He was a five-star that really couldn't get in most places for whatever reason, and it had to do with all-field stuff, right? But he has proven to be... Uh, a pretty decent citizen and whatnot at TCU. They obviously wanted to keep him, but this is kind of what Gary Patterson was telling TCU about, you know, early in the season this past year. Uh, Told them, hey, if you guys don't pony up, like we're going to lose these guys because they're going to get better NIL deals elsewhere. And I don't know that NIL has everything to do with this, but I would imagine he is getting something to go to Ole Miss. You kind of feel the same way. No, I, I actually think this is 100% the study that I can think. Um, look at the new offense. Gary's not there anymore, and they brought in a guy that runs a run and shoot, and his uh, running backs uh, historically don't go to the league. Um, you know, Gary, Gary Patterson and TCU have put guys in the league. And uh, and so you want to go to a more running back-friendly offense. Lane is definitely that. I know that they think of Lane as throw the ball deep, have to take top off defense. But, but when that offense is rolling and they're going fast, they really are a running team. And, and that's what sets up those big 70-yard bombs, by the way, um, it is, is run, 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 and the safeties finally just have to creep up, and then boom, you go. And, uh, and so he's going to get a lot more exposure being in the SEC with the new TV deals and all that stuff. He's going to get to play for a Lane Kiffin offense, which Sunday night's offense I love. Sunday night's offense is great for wide receivers, and it's great for quarterbacks. It ain't great for power running backs. It's just not. Now, you certainly got that right. Uh, the next one I want to bring up, Auburn has brought in Texas A&M quarterback Zach Calzada, and this one was an interesting. Zach Calzada's numbers uh, were not exactly impressive this year, but he does have the big win over Alabama. He he almost blacked out in that game. It looked like played the game of his life. Uh, did not play particularly well down the stretch, but he does have size. He is a prototypical quarterback that would fit into a Brian Harson system. Uh, I will tell you this, Auburn fans are not happy with this one. They they thought they should have gone after Caleb Williams. They thought they should have gone after all these other big-name guys, and they instead land with a guy that most of them believe would have been third or fourth string for the Aggies this year. Uh, that's not a guarantee that he's going to start at Auburn, but how do you see the fit with Calzada going over there? Obviously, the storyline being that, you know, he beat Alabama this year, and now he ends up, you know, right across the state from him. Well, I, I think him being third or fourth string with the Aggies is ridiculous. Like, I think he probably would have been second string with the Aggies, but but obviously he earned the right to, to be in the mix and at least compete for his job. And, uh, and, and, you know, do I think he would have won out? No, he was the reason he was a backup to start the season. And they, listen, they needed a quarterback, okay? And, and to say, well, I wish we would have gone after these other guys. You, you don't think calls were made to those other guys? Like, you don't think somebody reached out to Caleb Williams? 
And if you get a, hey, man, I appreciate your interest in me, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm looking elsewhere, then, then what are you supposed to do? Just be like, oh, well, you know, we didn't get it. Well, you don't want to publicize that. You just move on to the next guy. This is how recruiting works is you make the next phone call and you let that guy feel like he's the only choice you ever had to begin with when really you called the four guys that are better than him first. Yeah. Like, this is just what happened. And if you're – like, I just don't get – I don't understand that. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I wish we would have gone after these other guys. Do you know that you didn't? Do you have any record or, or information that you didn't? Yeah, no, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I, Is there I an offensive coach in the country that would rather have that Calzada over Caleb Williams? Because like, I don't think this is a, I would rather have one over the other. I think this is a, what we got, man. But yes. we got to have somebody other than Finley in the quarterback room. Because right now, the quarterback room is Finley. That's, uh, <laughs> you're 100% right. 100% right. Um, I, I laugh. You know, the obviously message board talk is is hilarious to me. I I enjoy it immensely. Uh, SEC... I pay zero attention to it. Literally none. <laughs> SEC StatCat was on Twitter, and he retweeted this. Zach Calzada's ranks in SEC play with quarterbacks that had a minimum of 90 attempts, so there were 14 qualifiers this year. Uh, He was 11th in adjusted completion percentage, 13th in accuracy, 5th in depth-adjusted accuracy, 10th in success rate, 10th in first downs and touchdown rate, uh, 7th in explosive passing rate, 14th in drops, which means he had the most drops uh, out of anybody in the conference, tenth in pressure rate, sixth in interceptable passes, and tenth in uncatchable passes. So he hasn't been great, but there are obviously things to uh, to work on. And like I said, he was young this year; he wasn't even supposed to be the starting quarterback yet. And uh, and now he finds a new home. Speaking of quarterbacks, Connor Bazelak, right quick, we'll uh, we'll hit on him. Connor Bazelak, the Missouri quarterback, obviously. Injured towards the end of the season, didn't play in the bowl game, uh, hasn't fully come back from his injury yet. He announced that he is going to Indiana. So he's going to go, you know, head up the team for Tom Allen. And Tom Allen has a new offense coordinator. We didn't talk about it, but Walt Bell, the former Massachusetts head coach, is the new offensive coordinator there. And I don't know that there's any kind of a connection between these two but Walt Bell was at Florida State and wasn't exactly good when he was under uh, Willie Taggart for one season. So I, I don't know of any real connection. Um, but what do you think about Basilak going over to Indiana? Is there anything to even think about here? No, I mean, I, I have no idea. I mean, you know, <laughs> Indiana's offense was good one time. One. And yes. that was it. And other than that, they've been a defensive team. And, and, and I think that's what they're going to continue to be. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um Speaking of defense, let's talk about Tanner McAllister, safety from Oklahoma State. He is taking his talents to Ohio State. He's going to follow Jim Knowles over there. Uh, This is what everybody has been worried about with the transfer portal, and that is uh, really, really good players leaving good teams to go be on these juggernauts, right? Uh, We talked about it with Eli Ricks uh, leaving LSU to go join Alabama. Uh, Now you've got the same thing going on. Tanner McAllister, uh, really one of the best safeties in the country this season, and he's going to finish up with Ohio State. He's kind of proven and developed himself at Oklahoma State. He now goes up to Columbus, going to go play for a national title. I, I think, obviously, he loved playing for Jim Knowles. Nobody can fault him for that. 
But uh, but did you have a thought on this one? So this is nothing like Rick going to Alabama, by the way. I mean, absolutely nothing. Like, no, I'm not talking about the, the circumstances. I'm talking just the he, overall scheme, right? A good player going well, yeah, to... But, uh, okay, good players are going to transfer. All right. Some of them are going to go to big boy schools that are really good and compete for national titles. Speaking of competing for national titles, uh, I believe Oklahoma State was closer to competing for a national title this year than uh, Ohio State. So I know I know nobody thinks that that's like sustainable or whatever, but let's let's remember that, okay? If they if they win against Baylor in the Big Twelve Championship game, which that was a really close football game, they are probably in the playoffs. All right? Yeah. So Ohio State wasn't near the playoffs at that point in time. Not 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 even considered. So let let's just let's just be real careful when we just start talking up W's to everybody. Now, he's going to play for his coach that recruited him. Like, that I almost give a pass to for anybody. Like, this is a guy that I that recruited me. This is a guy that, you know, I wanted to play in his system. Like, he knows me. He knows what I'm good at. I had a lot of success under him. I, I would say the same thing for Caleb Williams, by the way, if he ends up in USC. Like, like that's not him leaving Oklahoma for USC. That is him going to play under the coach that recruited him, that he originally always thought he would learn under and play for. So, you know, whatever. It, it all works for me. Like, I, I think uh, going to play for the guy that uh, that has developed you and you're still, you know, prepping for the NFL and whatnot, I think it's a good move. So I, I like the move, and obviously it fills a, uh, a position of need for Ohio State. So they will certainly appreciate it as well. Let's uh, let's close out the show. Let's talk about Alabama Georgia, uh, the college football playoff national championship game is on Monday night. But you know, this is the Friday show. We're going to go on and get the pick out a little bit early. Uh, give you an idea of which way we are leaning. Uh, obviously, I gave out a play on the Bet US show. It wasn't a side, but uh, but I did give out a play on that show. So go and check that out. Oh, I haven't done the uh, the recap yet. Let me go ahead and uh, and run that down. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Go and check it out wherever, you know, whatever mobile browser, whatever thing you got. Go and check out the website. Also, subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so already. Apparently now you can leave reviews on Spotify. I still have not checked that. I don't know. Uh, but go and leave a nice review on uh, whatever, five stars on Spotify and on Apple Podcast if you would. The YouTube is still growing. Certainly help us out there. We appreciate all of you guys that are watching and listening, etc., over on YouTube. Um, and the show, of course, brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. It's America's premier online sports book. they got a ton of bonuses going on this time of year, heading into the NFL playoffs, and, of course, the CFP national title game that is on Monday night. That takes us into that. All right. Alabama, an underdog by three points to Georgia. It's at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Chris, um... Georgia lost by 17 the first go-round. The biggest difference right now is Alabama's got wide receiver John Mechie that is out for this game. He's out for you know the rest of the season after the SEC championship game. And possibly two offensive linemen, the right guard and the right tackle, Chris Owens and Emil Ikior. Both of them went down in the, uh, in the playoff game against Cincinnati. Now, there is talk that they could be back in time for the ball game. Luckily, it was an extended... Uh, delay between the the Friday games and the Monday game, whatever. But uh, but yeah, Georgia favored by three. The total sits at fifty two on this. 
go ahead and uh, give me your thoughts here. Man, I feel like it's a fool's errand betting against Alabama with Georgia. They just come up so small year in and year out over and over and over again when, whenever Kirby just plays against Alabama, whenever this matchup happens. But I, I do think Georgia is the more athletic team. I think they're the more talented team from top to bottom. Um, and that's going to be in this game of meaningful guys starting in this game. And so I will, like a fool, take Georgia. <laughs> so I also I, think anybody who's taking Georgia, you're an idiot. Like you're, this is, this is a fool's errand. No, it does make sense. Uh, I'm going to take Alabama, but I will tell you that I don't feel great about it. Uh, and, and obviously I'm going to take them on the show because this is pick them. And why, you know, why would I bet against my team when, especially when I don't have money on it. Right. Um, I obviously what you said, Georgia just seems to play differently when they play against Alabama for some reason. Uh, and also, for for whatever reason, Alabama's offense seems to show up against Georgia. They've done it the last two times, 41-24, the exact same score in 2020 and 2021. Alabama has difference makers in their wide receiving unit and at tight end that Georgia can't seem to, uh, they can't seem to stop. And on offense... We've talked about this a ton in in the past however many years. To win a championship, you almost have to have that NFL quarterback, and I don't know that Stetson Bennett is that guy, right? It, it's not like Georgia doesn't have weapons uh, because Brock Bowers is is maybe the best tight end in the country. He's only a freshman. He's got two more years down there. Um, they got George Pickens back. I think he's going to be close to 100% at this point. Uh, if not, it'll be 85, 90, somewhere around there. And, and they got other guys that are going to be able to do plenty if Bennett can get them the football. Uh, the problem is, if you go back and watch that SEC championship game, Alabama had disguised a ton of their defenses, and when they do a bunch of pre-snap stuff, Bennett can't get comfortable. And when he can't get comfortable, he throws the ball places he probably shouldn't be throwing them. He threw two picks. There were two others that were dropped, and there was another one that really if the defender had been in the right place, could have been picked off. So that's five turnover-worthy plays. And and PFF does a, a tablature of this stuff. But he threw three interceptions against Alabama last year. Now, he played pretty well the rest of the year. But he threw three picks against Bama last year and had five turnover-worthy plays this year. You do that against Alabama, and it's not going to go well. So I don't know what has really changed. Josh Job isn't playing in this game. Um, but I believe that Job... He was hurt in that first one. So, I, you know, I, I don't know what difference that would make. He, he got beat on several routes. Um, Alabama's secondary is not great, but they do have a lot of ball hawks. And that's where I think the difference will be is turnovers. So, I, I kind of expect Alabama to be able to pull this one out. Uh, I'm getting up at plus three. Uh, there's a lot of alternative lines, by the way. I don't know if you'd be interested in hearing some of those. You want me to read them out to you? No, I mean, yeah, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Alabama to cover by four and a half is plus 185. So, uh, Georgia to cover by seven and a half. Uh, sorry, no, no, no. Georgia to cover by 10 and a half is plus 225. Georgia to cover by 13 and a half is plus 275 over at BetUS. So, a lot of different well, options. Those numbers are stupid. Like, those numbers are stupid. Like, if, if, you're, if you're Georgia... If you're betting Georgia and you're willing to lay more points than you have to, which is the two and a half was the last time I saw a number, which is what opened that, like, like, then you're an idiot. 
Like, if you're thinking that you're going to beat them by double digits as a team you've never beaten before ever, like, I, I just don't – I don't know where you get that type of bravado. Like, I don't have that kind of self-esteem, man. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I can understand it. I can understand it. All right. Uh, so, you like Georgia minus the three. I will take Bama plus the three. Um, obviously, I, I typically bet against my own team in these situations. But, uh, eh, you know. Like why? Uh, why do it now? I'm I'm not putting money. I'll on make it. a call on this. I bet this is a very low-rated championship. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes, this will I mean, not I, be highly. I of live you. in the. I live balls deep in the SEC world, and and like I'm not excited to watch it. Yeah, I don't. I don't like, know. I care less. The uh, I think the only thing that will save it is if it's really close late, right? If this is a close ball game late, uh, much the same way that the 2017 one was. But 2017, Alabama and Georgia had not met that year. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Um, there's, there's so many things that we could talk about with this game. But uh, we won't worry about that. We might, we might discuss it on Monday morning show before the game and whatnot. So, we'll, uh, we'll tackle all that stuff later on. Uh, is there anything else you want to hit before we, uh, before we dive out of here? No, that's it. You said you didn't want to talk about Beggar today. I'm sorry. Uh, we, hey, we can close out with it. I'm asking. Do you see all the stuff that uh? So he tweeted at one of the reporters, um, just a little bit ago. So there was a report that came out that Baker may ask to be traded, which I found interesting. Um, but he he tweeted back at somebody. Let's see, Baker Mayfield. I'm pulling it up so I can actually read it word for word. Uh, he said, "Okay, so Mary Kay Cabot, um." and she is a Browns beat writer for Cleveland.com. She said, Baker Mayfield must resolve his differences with Kevin Stefanski soon in case they need to coexist next season. Also, some names that will be on the radar if they don't, right? Uh, Just a whatever article. And Baker responded to her and said, clickbait. You and many other Cleveland local media continue to be drama-stirring reporters with no sources or facts. Don't put words in my mouth so you can put food on your table. I'm not your puppet. How you feel about it? I mean, I don't feel anything. Then. Like, I don't, I don't, that doesn't tell you anything. So, <laughs> that, that literally tells you nothing. All right, I thought, I thought, I thought something actually happened. No, 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 no. Uh, there were reports out that, that Mayfield may be wanting to, uh, he, he may want to be traded from Cleveland. Um, and a lot of that stuff came from the fact that a lot of people have talked about he and Stefanski not exactly being on the best of terms pretty much all season. And that the game against the Steelers the other night was really just Stefanski saying, all right, you want to show us that you're worth a, a mega contract, all that kind of stuff here. Like, just go out and throw it every play. Like, we're not, we're not going to let you rely on Nick Chubb. So, it, 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 how did you feel about that game on Monday? I thought Baker was bad. I thought Baker was bad every game that I've watched all year almost. So. Now, do you blame it at all on the injuries this season? See, at some point in time, you got to stop. Like, if you're not if you're if you're not healthy, don't play. Okay, it's that simple. All right. If you're going to play, I can give you a pass for a little while, but at some point in time, we can't just say, "Oh, well, all of the reason he was bad was because he was hurt." Like that doesn't you can't evaluate people that way. That means all the data we have from this entire year is worthless, and we've wasted a season. And, and, and I, I can't I can't do that. 
you, you just can't. You just can't throw all that away. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I don't know what the Browns are going to do. Uh, because what they did on, on Monday, I just that was almost inexplainable how bad they played. And that team should not be that bad. Like, I just I don't understand it. The, the Steelers are not a good football team. Like, they're well coached, but they're not a good team. And allowing Najee Harris to go off like that, uh, that wasn't Baker's fault, but what Baker did on offense was certainly his fault. I mean, they oh, were, no, it was the worst offense. It was just garbage. It, it, so at what point? I mean, so I, I don't I don't hear a lot of blame for Stefanski for this season. But how much? How much? Uh, should go on there, there are some. That's, you 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 are only looking at national stuff. That's why. Yeah. Okay, I follow a lot of some stuff. There, there's a lot of people that think Baker and like we should just scrap it and start all over. I, I would disagree with that. Uh, I, offensively, outside of the line and Chubb, I, I would be fine with if nobody else came back. Like, all of our young guys, obviously, who aren't, like, really contributing right now, or they're having to contribute early, but we have, you know, you can't make a judgment on them. Like, I'm not saying get rid of them. But but just about everybody else, yeah, I'm, I'm okay if we just scrap it and just start over. That's fine. <laughs> just start the process they're over not, again. They're not good. They're not good. They're just not good. The offensive line's really good. Nick Chubb is really good. I think we got some young pieces at receiver. Okay, but Baker's not the trigger man. He's just not. He, you know, then you can blame it on injury. That's fine. Well, injuries are going to happen. Are you going to tell me that he's he we he can only be good if he's a hundred percent? Tom Brady literally played the last eight games of the season and then rolled through the playoffs with a torn ligament in his knee. Right? Yeah. And nobody knew about it until after the season. Why? Because he ain't making excuses. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else you want to hit on? I'm I'm trying to pull up other uh, other news, but there's not a ton. No, that's fine. Not a ton going on right now. So, all right. I'm out on. I'm just. I'm out on Baker. I'm out on Baker. Out on if Baker. He, if he wants to get, if he wants to get mad at Cleveland fans for being out on him and giving up on him, that's fine. You got to give us something to believe in, bro. Like you can't say that we should just worship you blindly. All right. That's bullshit, and that's not okay either. We yeah. gave you four years. You're going to get five because it picks up your damn option and lets somebody trade for you. But if you are better than this, then be better than this. Yeah, I think that's easy, right? I think that's pretty easy. So, But we'll see. I mean, obviously, he's he is picked up I for next year. I love guys get mad at the fans for turning on him. But, but it's fine for them to just suck dick and waste the season all year. Yeah, last year the Brownies fans had hope because I mean that win at Pittsburgh in the playoffs was unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean they came out with their hair on fire and just lit into Pittsburgh. Uh, gave them a and, and the playoff game against the Chiefs, who eventually made it to the Super Bowl, uh, really could have had that win. But there was a lot of hope built into this season, and there's not a whole lot to show for it at this point. So. And uh, we can blame nope. it on injuries and whatnot, but, you know, it, it's Baker. It's Baker. All right, man. Let me jump out of here. Uh, I'll go in and let you go, and then I'll wrap this thing up. See you, buddy. All right. Be good. All right. That was Chris. Of course, I'm Gary. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, we certainly appreciate you guys for watching this show and listening and all that good stuff. We, we humbly appreciate you uh, helping the numbers grow. We're trying to build something here. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. We just like to talk about sports. Like, like we're hanging out at a sports bar. So hopefully you will continue to do so. Go check out BetUS. 
Go check out winningcureseverything.com and make sure and get the podcast and the YouTube and whatnot. Share it out with your friends, all that good stuff. With that said, I'm going to get out of here. You guys have been fantastic. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, hopefully, all your tickets cash this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.